0: Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Reading Judges chapters 3 through 5. These are the nations that the Lord left in the land to test those Israelites who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. These are the nations the Philistines, those living under the five Philistine rulers, all the Canaanites, the Sidonians, the Hivites living in the mountains of Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon to Lebo Hamath. These people were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the commands the Lord had given their ancestors through Moses. So the people of Israel lived among the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezzarites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and they intermarried with them. Israelite sons married their daughters, and Israelite daughters were given in marriage to their sons, and the Israelites served their gods. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. They forgot about the Lord their God, and they served the images of Baal and the Asherah poles. Then the Lord burned with anger against Israel, and he turned them over to King Cushan Rithopham and Aram Neraram, And the Israelites served Cushan Rithararam for eight years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Othniel. Ofnanel the son of Caleb's younger brother Kenaz the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he became Israel's judge he went to war against king Cushan-Rishathaim of Aram and the Lord gave Othniel victory over him so there was peace in the land for 40 years then Othniel, son of Kenaz, died. Once again the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, and the Lord gave King Eglon of Moab control over Israel because of their evil. Eglon enlisted the Ammonites and the Amalekites as allies, and then he went out and defeated Israel, taking possession of Jericho, the city of palms. And the Israelites served Eglon of Moab for eighteen years. But when the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help, the Lord again raised up a rescuer to save them. His name was Ehud, son of Gera, a left handed man of the tribe of Benjamin. The Israelites sent Ehud to deliver their tribute money to King Eglon of Moab. So King so ehud made a double-edged dagger that was about a foot long and he strapped it to his right thigh keeping it hidden under his clothing he brought the tribute money to aglon who was very fat after delivering the payment ehud started home with those that he who had helped carry tribute but when ehud reached the stones stone idols near Gilgal he turned back he came to Eglon and said I have a secret message for you so the king commanded his servants be quiet and he sent them them all out of the room Ehud walked over to Eglon who was sitting alone in a cool upstairs room and Ehud said I have a message from God for you as King Eglon rose from his seat, Ehud reached from his, reached with his left hand, pulled out the dagger strapped to his right thigh, and plunged it into the king's belly. The dagger went so deep that the handle disappeared beneath the king's fat, so Ehud did, did not pull out the dagger, and the king's bowels emptied. Then Ehud closed and locked the doors of the room and escaped down the latrine. After Ehud was gone, the king's servants returned and found the doors to the upstairs room locked. They thought he might be using the latrine in the room, so they waited. But when the king didn't come out after a long delay, they became concerned and got a key. And when they opened the doors, they found their master dead on the floor. While the servants were waiting, Ehud escaped, passing the stone idols on his way to Sarah. Then he arrived in the hill country of Ephraim. Ehud sounded a call to arms. Then he led a band of Israelites down from the hills. Follow me, he said, for the Lord has given you victory over Moab, your enemy. So they followed him. And the Israelites took control of the shallow crossings of the Jordan River across from Moab, preventing anyone from crossing They attacked the Moabites and killed about 10,000 of their strongest and most able-bodied warriors. Not one of them escaped. So Moab was conquered by Israel that day, and there was peace in the land for 80 years. After Ehud, Shamgar, son of Anath, rescued Israel. He once killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Caesarea, who lived in Hagalum. Hagelam. was who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites' for 20 years. Then the people of Israel cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was a prophet who was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day, She sent for Barak, son of Abinahum, who lived in Kadesh, in the land of Naphtali. She said to him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali and Zebulun at Mount Tabor. Tabor, And I will call out Seserah, commander of Jabin's army. "'along with his chariots and warriors to the Keshon River. "'There I will give you victory over him.' Beric told her, "'I will go, but only if you go with me.' "'Very well,' she replied. "'I will go with you, "'but you will receive no honor in this venture, "'for the Lord's victory over sesera "'will be the hands of a woman.' So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. At Kedesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Now Heber the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hoab, had moved away from the other members of his tribe and pitched his tent at the oak of Zamorim near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinohem, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all of all 900 of his iron chariots and all of his warriors, and they marched from Haraleth Hagalem to the Keshon River. Then Deborah said to Barak, get ready. This is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera, For the Lord is marching ahead of you. So Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor into battle. When Barak attacked, the Lord threw Sisera and all of his chariots and warriors into panic. Sisera leapt down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Hashir- ha- harashaph hegelum killing all of Sisera's warriors. Not a single one of them was left alive. Meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because Heber's family was on friendly terms with King Chaban of Hazor. Jael went to meet Cesera and said to him, come into my tent, sir. Come in. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water. He said, I am thirsty. So she gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again. Stand at the door of the tent. He told her if anyone comes and asks you if there is anyone here say no but when Sesera fell asleep from exhaustion Jael quietly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground and so he died when Beric came looking for Sesera, Jael went out to meet him She said, Come, and I will show you the man that you are looking for. So he followed her into the tent and found Caesarea living, laying there dead with the tent peck through his temple. So that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on, Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of uh, Abinahem, sang this song. Israel's leaders took charge, and the people gladly followed. Praise the Lord. Listen, you kings. Pay attention, you mighty rulers. For I will sing to the Lord. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. Lord, when you set out from Seir and marched across the fields of edom the earth trembled and the cloudy skies poured down rain the mountains quaked in the presence of the lord the god of mount sinai in the presence of the lord the god of israel in the days of shamgar son of anath and in the days of jael people avoided the main roads and the travelers stayed on winding pathways. There were few people left in the villages of Israel until Deborah arose as a mother for Israel. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates, yet not a shield or a spear could be seen. Among 40,000 warriors in Israel, my heart is with the commanders of Israel, with those who volunteered for war. Praise the Lord. Consider this, you, who you ride on fine donkeys, who will sit on fancy saddle blankets, and you who walk along the road. Listen to the village musicians gathered at the watering holes. They recount the righteous victories of the Lord and the victories of his villages in Israel. Then the people of the Lord marched down to the city gates. Wake up, Deborah, wake up. Wake up, wake up, and sing a song. Arise, Barak, lead up lead your captives away, son of Abinahem. Down from Tabor marched the few against the nobles. The people of the Lord marched down against mighty warriors, they came down from Ephraim, a land that once belonged to the Amalekites. They followed you, Benjamin, with their troops. From Maker the, the commanders marched down. From Zebulun came those who carry a commander's staff. The princes of Issachar were with Deborah and Barak. They followed Barak, rushing into the valley. But in the tribe of Reuben, there was great indecision. Why did you sit at home among the sheepfolds, to hear the shepherds whistle for their flocks? Yes, in the tribe of Reuben there was great indecision. Gilead remained east of the Jordan. And why did Dan stay home? Asher sat unmoved at the seashore, remaining in his harbors. But Zebulun risked his life, as did Naphtali on the heights of the battlefield. The kings of Canaan came and fought at Tanak near Megiddo's springs. But they carried off no silver treasures. The stars fought from heaven. The stars in their orbits around fought against Sesera. The Keshon River swept them away. that ancient torrent, the Keshon, "'March on with courage, my soul.' Then, "'Then the horse's hooves hammered the ground, "'the galloping, galloping of Cesaro's mighty steeds. "'Let the people of Meroz be cursed,' said the angel of the Lord. "'Let them be utterly crushed, cursed, "'because they did not come to help the Lord, "'to help the Lord against the mighty warriors.' most blessed among women is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. May she be blessed above all women who live in tents. Sesera asked for water, but she gave him milk. In a bowl fit for nobles, she brought him yogurt. Then with her left hand, she reached for a tent peg, and with her right hand, for a workman's hammer. She struck Caesara with a hammer, crushing his head. With a shattering blow, she pierced his temples. He sank and fell. He lay still at her feet. And where he sank, there he died. From the window, Caesara's mother looked out. Through the window, she watched for his return, saying, "'Why is his chariot so long in coming?' Why don't we hear the sound of chariot wheels? Her wise women answer, and she repeats those words to herself. They must be dividing the captured plunder with a woman or two for every man. There will be colorful robes for Sesera, the colorful embroidered robes for me. Yes, the plunder will include colorful robes embroidered on both sides. Lord, may all your enemies die like Sesera, But may those who love you rise like the sun in all its power. Then there was peace in the land for 40 years. In this passage of reading, we begin to can, to see the the carnage of war. We see very, um, what we would call, uncivilized tactics. We might be very uncomfortable that God's people would behave in such a way. And we've seen this throughout the readings of Joshua and now into Judges. Things that today the modern reader might look at and think this to be very uncivilized. Uh, very uncomfortable however we need to realize that this is a different time and along with that we might feel very civilized here but the truth of the matter is that that mankind is not civilized at all and that there is cruelty and there has always been cruelty ever since the fall that we see in the in the garden of adam and eve the other thing that we see here is that God is using women to rescue his people. Anyone that thinks that God cannot use women or shouldn't use women would be, have a hard time reading this passage in the book of Judges. God is going to use anyone that he chooses. Now we see that he, that there are different roles and we should respect those roles. But never forget that God will use anyone who is ready to be used by Him. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.